If if we're putting me in cathedrals, I would legit like gush over that architecture. I'm not gonna lie. I won't know what it's, it's called, but I'm like, this is fucking gorgeous. You just call everything a buttress. Look at that buttress. Look at that buttress. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, probably. I will absolutely be a bit joke. They'll be like, no, I know what a buttress is. Yeah. You get mad when your tour guide refuses to high-five you after you say it. <laughs> Welcome to Brose, the podcast that never sleeps. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. Just check audio out feed. Their... Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Wait. What? What? What is that, Rich? I was. I thought you had introduced me already. Never <laughs> <No>. mind. <laughs> Rich, you no. go to bed. You're tired. Just keep no. going. Look, no. three beers. Just keep going. <laughs> oh God. Welcome to Brose. <laughs> Sounds even better the second time. My name is Mad Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose uh, on an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey. It's Mr. Rich Sweeten. See, it's not going to work now. Hi, guys. <laughs> hey, bud. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> and. On an audio feed, reporting live from the Wells Fargo Center, it's Tim Hansen. In Richie's defense, I'm three beers and half a bottle of wine deep, and I still didn't fuck that up. <laughs> so, so, that's the opposite of a defense. Oh, wait. That, no, yeah, you're that's, not defending that's him. That's just shitting on Rich. I'm sorry. <laughs> full yeah, yeah. full uh, offense to Richie. Yeah. <laughs> what I, you you know what? Off the top rope, I'm on three beers deep. I, so, Rich, I, what were you trying to say? I was trying to say, because your intro was the, the show, the podcast that never sleeps, I was going to say, yeah, listen to 31.3. Oh, okay. We're just yeah. bitches about sleeping the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, ever sleeping. We're going to see if we can roll this one until 1 o'clock in the morning again. <laughs> I will cut your throat out from a state away. Wow. That's harsh, <laughs> as long, man. As long as, there's, uh, as long as there's room for my mask to, to tuck. You know, also, your birthday present finally shipped. Oh, did it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, a week after your birthday. No worries. That's fine. Uh, how's everybody doing? Wait, right. hold on. So, r- real quick. So, why did um, why did you slitting my throat remind me of a bir- my uh, birthday gift, Tim? I have no idea. <laughs> t- 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 take us through that real quick. I, should, I, I, should I be worried? Listen. Sometimes, if you stay with someone who has ADD and their train of thought like skips seven rails constantly, it, it rubs off on you a little bit. All right, okay, okay. Also, Thanks. alcohol. Fine, fine. Uh, everybody, uh, everybody, hanging in there. We're on round two now. Uh, episode two of session two, session yeah, thirty-two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> two, yes. Two, 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 two. I'm totally in there. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. And what? I'm gonna try to not cut you off again. Say, this had to have been Rich, like jumping in, like before I even introduced him. Has to be like the Mount Everest of. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> It's it not so that good. I threw it to him. I hadn't even gotten there. He's just like, bam, bam. Like just like ready to go with it. Like that is I, as, as not paying attention as we possibly could be on this show. Because like you said the intro and I was just like, oh, I got a good thing to say. And you're like, my bros and rosé. I'm like, oh, that's my time. <laughs> my time to shine. Let's go. 
Oh, Gil's, Gil's here, baby. Uh, welcome oh, to the Bros Day Podcast. Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else for fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, the premise of our show, Ding. as always, is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. Uh, Tim, I do appreciate that you chime in with your own ding, even though I've, <laughs> we've had the bell for almost a year now. I, okay, um, I love it. I Obvious, I know you don't care. It's obvious that you don't care that we have the <laughs> uh, If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the show, uh, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, before we get to those questions, let's discuss what we're drinking tonight. Uh, Sean, you are uh, quizzically looking at your bottle. What are you, uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking uh, Maison Number no. 9. Uh, I thought there might be sediment on the bottom, but it was just condensation. Uh, this is um, mm. Post Malone's Rosé from France. Uh, and so, like, I was kind of in the middle on it before. It was, like, a little bit like Josh, but I think it's better now that I've had about, uh, you know, half the bottle. So uh, it's, like, a little bit sweet, but uh, still dry. I would actually honestly recommend getting this, mm. even though it's, like, 18 bucks. Like it's a very mm. solid bottle of wine. It's surprisingly good, and it's it's coming, it's coming, bringing it. Mm, mm, mm. So Post. you're good. So, jobs. so ultimately, you're saying that you were you weren't sold in it at the beginning, but you think it's better now. Yeah. Okay. I, I literally said that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Better, better now. Better now. <laughs> so wait, are I you saying that listening. you didn't like it at the beginning, but you now think it's worth it? <laughs> yeah well, it's a I, better now joke better now it's better now yeah. better now, better now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh tim what are you drinking uh, <laughs> uh i threw out the bottle i forgot what it's called i want to say it was uh it was like randy shackleford wines uh <laughs> i we, think it's unshackled we out <laughs> i think it's unshackled by the prisoner wine company or something along those lines that Maybe sounds sort very of, right. I don't know. It had a cool looking bottle. It was thirty dollars, and um, I it's it's grown on me after half a bottle. Uh, not that it was bad to start. I, I did say that as a thirty dollar bottle of rosé. I thought there was kind of like, a, at what point is this not worth it? Mm-hmm. But it, it it has more depth of flavor to the point of like normally when I drink a rosé that's on the drier side, it's like you get the dry on the front end. Uh, you get a little bit of flavor, and then that's just all you get. This one, like, grows, has... I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I like it. It's good. <laughs> I'd pay $30 for this wine again. Come on, guys. This, this is a professional podcast here, guys. Let's, and it's we get 13.5 alcohol per volume. There you go. I'm drinking Villa Wolf uh, Pinot Noir Rosé. <laughs> Villa, uh, it's a it's a 2019 Pinot Noir Rosé, 11.5 alcohol bro volume. Uh, it is a perfectly good rosé. I would not have thought that this was a Pinot Noir Rosé based on the flavor, uh, based on based on the taste, but it is it is pretty good. It's a little sweeter than a lot of the Pinot Noir Rosés that I've had before, but it's fine. It'll do the trick. 13 bucks. Rich, you're not drinking any wine this week. No, it is my birthday session. I am, this this episode, I am drinking a can of Glutenberg Blonde. It is uh, millet and corn, is what it's ba- basically based off of, with uh, demerara, sugar, hops, and yeast. Um, 
I don't like it as much as I did the white. But it's still pretty good. And it's only, unfortunately, 4.5 uh, alcohol, alcohol pro volume. So. Listen, blondes aren't for everybody. <laughs> uh, no, I guess not. <laughs> sure ain't, Tim. Uh, now, uh, to episode 32.2, The Questions. Um, I have a list of questions here. They're uh, neatly arranged in this uh, email that I'm going to read to you now. First question. So last night, I awoke to the sound of my window AC unit beeping and an LED flashing next to the Wi-Fi icon. To my knowledge, this only happens when the settings are being adjusted by a smartphone app, which is weird because I was asleep. Stranger still, this phantom Wi-Fi had set the temperature to 86 degrees Fahrenheit, and none of the buttons, including the power button, were responsive. So my question is, how many months do I have left until Ukrainian hackers insidiously bake me alive in my own apartment? P.S. You're paying your Alexa to spy on you. There's fluoride in the water, and 9-11 was an inside job. Love. Matt's brother. <laughs> uh, was there a question? Because I totally missed it. So, so how many months until the Ukrainian hackers uh, bake him alive? Obviously, they have the technology already. Uh, it just depends on how high his uh, air conditioner can actually turn into a heater. This um, is why I'm very anti-connected like connected anything. Getting the Alexa was like pulling teeth already, but like getting a nest or anything like that, fuck you. That is the easiest point of access that will give you everything else you want from me. Go away. Yeah. I, I think that is a good point, Tim. I agree with you a hundred percent. Uh however, I think at this point we're so far gone in terms of shit, I almost fell out of my stick. My shit. I'm, I'm back. Uh I think we're so far gone in terms of privacy and the interconnectedness of everything, like it's so easy to get all of your information from anywhere. I don't think it matters, and I know that's that's not a that's not a great. It's it's very it's very it's a similar line of thinking to like the why are we gonna we're all gonna die anyway? I don't care if I get coronavirus, but like I understand that. But I I you know I don't think there's anything you can do. I think it's the convenience of it out for me outweighs like the fact that I know I'm I know I'm a fucking like walking target. Uh, I'm just hoping that I'm taking enough precautions on, like, I'm hoping that all of the important things I have far enough removed from that shit that, uh, uh, that I'm not going to get effed in the end because I can, I want to be able to say like, Alexa, turn my lights blue and it'll do it, you know, <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's enough breaches. Like, I got an email this week uh, from like it was like the like a, a college, it was like a university or like a institute, institute university, like a very general like college type of newsletter type thing. And they sent an email saying like, we just want to let you know that there's been a data breach, uh, and we want to know that your data might be affected by it. And my response was, I don't remember signing up for you at all. Uh, <laughs> how? How did you, and it was not a phishing scheme or anything like that. I, I surveyed, I didn't click any links or anything like that, but it did not appear to be a phishing scam or anything along those lines. Um, but it just appeared to be a newsletter that I either signed up for inadvertently or signed up for, you know, years ago by signing up for a different website. Um, that was like, we might've lost some of your data. Like it's just everywhere now is that the dam is open. Uh, so it's a matter of how much more you're willing to punt on that. Um, you know, it's, certainly there's ways you can live off the grid, but it's getting harder and harder. Um, and as far as uh, Alex's time frame, sixty days. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I'm, 
I my information has been basically out there since uh, the two thousand. I actually I don't remember the year, but since the PS three hack, when they like really terribly hacked the PS three network and like it was down for almost a month. Um, so like I'm really lax about it because I'm like you know what, my information is gonna be out there no matter what I do. Uh, that, that it's just like it's it's not even a second thought in my mind whenever whenever I do a lot of this stuff like. I think everything I've had, or all my major things like T-Mobile, PlayStation, Nintendo probably, have all had some sort of data leak. I think even Discover had one, and I have a Discover card. So I'm kind of at this point... I didn't I'm get just caught like, in that one. I remember that email. <laughs> I, I think... I don't know if I was, but I know I, I probably could have been. That, like, you know what? I don't care if I have these little... Uh, CIA voice boxes all around my house at this point. I, it's just, it, it makes my life convenient to be able to say, uh, hey, uh, hey, G, I'm not going to say fully Google because it'll, it'll turn on. Uh, what's the weather today? Just because I don't want to look at my phone and I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably made for convenience for sure. Um, any other thoughts on uh, the, the Wi Fi connected AC unit uh, and connectivity in general? Seems like they're going for a slow roast, though, Alex. So, <laughs> yeah. It's only 85 degrees. It'll be, it seems like it's going to be just, a long time. Just, just yeah. make sure to baste yourself every couple of hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Add some mm-hmm. onions to get those aromatics. Yeah, you don't want to dry yourself out. Get yeah. some, uh, get some really co- good kielbasa as a peace offering, and I think you'll be fine. Kielbasa, and, uh, spray- maybe like some uh, roasted peppers. Yeah. And uh, spray your bed with cooking spray so you, uh, so you don't get stuck to it. Um. The next question, should U.S. slash the Americans have a Eurovision-style music competition? This question was submitted by John Tursich. Should we have a Eurovision-style music competition? Did I have not watch watched this, this movie. I haven't. No. Okay. I hear, I mean, it I hear it's like fantastic. It's, it, it looks like it's already, uh, what the fuck is that? What's that thing with Simon Cowell? American, uh, American Idol. Idol. Yeah, it looks like it's American Idol, but with bands. Yeah, so Eurovision is a thing, and is oh, a is real it? thing that exists. Yeah, uh, and it's no, it is it is huge in Europe. It's it's but it is it's very much like an American Idol type thing with bands. I think there are famous artists who have won Eurovision, like artists you you would have heard of. But um, I just think America should just be part of Eurovision. Like it's it's kind of like it's like the it's like the world cup of singers basically so like just have america be part of that i don't think the americas need their own thing i don't think mm-hmm. we like you can just it's we live in a connected world i just think just it's an extension of that just move just go over there i have an american we, in eurovision we do too much to try and isolate ourselves from everywhere else and it's like no this is an american thing it's like literally suck a dick it's a connected yeah. it's a connected globe just be everybody else. Be part of the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the World Series only includes America. That's stupid. Mm. And hey, Toronto. It, and yeah, yeah. I was but North say, America. Canada. Is that my hot take? <laughs> Your hot take is that Toronto Blue Jays don't exist. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. They don't matter. They don't. <laughs> I, to, to my, to, listen, as a Phillies fan, I, I refuse to acknowledge them because of uh, the 1993 World Series. No. Um, so uh, ABBA won Eurovision with okay. Waterloo. Ooh. Clutch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like there, it's. I think she, uh, Celine Dion also won once. Um. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with joining Eurovision. I don't think we need another. You know, te- there seems to be an, enough like talent showy like big competitions for like like these these type of things like pageantry type of competitions mm-hmm. that I don't think we need another one. So yeah, I'm fine joining Eurovision. Why not send uh uh I don't know send Adam Levine over there. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that works. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, I feel like uh, I feel like this would be that'd be like the uh, like the uh, U.S. Olympic team. You know, the NBA, like the basketball team that goes to the Olympics, the dream team, when it's like, let's get the best professional players. Everyone's throwing their best amateurs, and we're just like, fuck you. We <laughs> shit. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, <laughs> Larry Bird's like a backup. Like, is <laughs> like, yeah, just do that. Like, just get all of our, like, get Beyonce, get uh, Ariana Grande, get, um, oh, God, who am I forgetting? Um Crap. There's, I mean, there's, there's a. Like there's a, a we're, we're rich like with. If them. we put Ariana Grande on the world stage, she's gonna get demolished. Yeah. I don't know, man. She's got pipes, <laughs> dude. She's got pipes. <laughs> this uh, is a hot brose take about Ariana. Grande. Hot brose take is that she's gonna actually freaking sing her she, ass she off. She can. She rips. Yeah. Her voice. She knows what she's doing. Um. All right. The next question. Submitted by uh, by listener of the show, Emily Cooper. After COVID has died down and life can return to, quote, normal, unquote, uh, will you continue to wear a face mask in large, crowded areas? Yes. Mm, I think if it is the... I, I would I would say yeah, too, if it's the... Um, if that's the, the recommendation by the CDC or whatever. You know what I mean? If it's still the recommendation, like, hey, just to be safe, wear a mask, like, that's fine. I don't care. I'm not... You're not... Honestly, I do not understand the it's it's such a little it's such a minor inconvenience that I don't know. It, I, yeah, it's it's worth it. Also, creating jobs. You got those mask manufacturers now <laughs> doing overtime. Yeah. I, I I feel like COVID is going to be around forever. And in my opinion, I just would feel more comfortable just wearing a mask from here on out in at least indoors if it's an outdoor thing that's that i can be separated from then maybe i'll be less likely to wear one but if i'm gonna be indoors around a bunch of people i don't know i'd much rather wear one because like i like covid could be in you for two weeks and you don't know so just rather be safe than sorry than uh go to a concert and potentially infect a thousand people who are also at this concert because you didn't know you were sick. I, f- I really do feel like we need to normalize mask use in this country. Yeah, they, uh, short term, listen, this is not dictated by me. Like, uh, this is dictated, as you guys indicated, by health experts. And if, listen, if the, the recommendation is, hey, it's still serious enough to wear, you have to wear a mask, I'm wearing a mask. Like, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, there, listen, the, the, I, I don't think that there's going to be, I don't think this is a COVID's here forever, everybody's wearing masks for the rest of your lives kind of thing. I think this could last a few years uh, uh, of the masks in public for 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 certain. But I, I I imagine perhaps perhaps naively perhaps you know I think it's coming sooner than than it actually will. But there's going to be a day I think when it is is 
mostly safe for you to go out. It is no, it is no less safe. I, I imagine there's going to be a day when it is no less safe for you to go out with a mask than it was like six months ago. Um, or uh, boy, it's been a long time. Eight months ago now at this <laughs> point. Uh, I, I think that day is going to come. And, and, and at that point, if it is if it is ruled that, hey, yes, the coronavirus exists, but it is basically, you know, it's just another illness at this point that you can get then I, I think there's going to be a point where where it's going to be safe for society to, to have large group gatherings without masks, and I'll be comfortable doing it then. There's there's an A-person, there's an impersonality to having the mask on um, that I I can empathize with, even if I think it's preposterously stupid for you to not wear a mask right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would like to envision a day where I wear a mask in public comfortably, um, but I'm not going to do it preemptively. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to be doing it for the next, like, six to 12 months at minimum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Um, I, I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I, I do foresee that at, I, I feel like at some point we'll reach a, um, a point where we won't have to do this regularly, but m- mitigation of risk is where it's at. Like, it's stupid to not wear one now. Literally, e- e- even any of the counter arguments, unless you're just flat out denying it that it exists, in which case you're just a dumb pile of shit. Uh, even if you start doing like do the math, and it's like cool, you're talking about like point one percent. Fine, that's still like eight thousand people in your state alone. Are you cool with eight grand people dying just because <laughs> you're a douche? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, I also the, the, the I want to jump in real quick. The the other counter I've heard is like it feel like especially from the, the the male side of things like it's like it's not masculine. It makes me feel weird. It makes me look strange. You know how it would not look strange if everybody fucking wore them because then everybody's yeah. wearing a mask and it's not weird. And, and, and that's the and, and that's the thing is the same people who will be like it's not masculine for me to wear this. It's like why is this not masculine? It's like it feels like weakness. And it's like, yeah, but the point of it is to defend others and protect others, mm. which is the same reason that you argue you need to have a gun on your hip. So I, 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 that's just fucking bonkers, and I hate it. As a pro Second Amendment, I think I should have a gun, like that kind of thing, which we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. You can't be one and not the other without just looking like a complete fucking moron, in my personal opinion. Well, yeah, that's, um, I mean, that also that's also like the uh, pro-lifers being like my body, my choice. And it's like, well, yeah, I but you're also that. saying I shouldn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. Um, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's awful. But continue. I'm sorry. Whatever. No, it, it, it's similar arguments. And I've seen those. It's like, OK, so you're saying that the argument that we should be able to tell you that you can't abort this child and we have this or any of these things that we have control over your body in this fashion but we're also saying that you can't tell me I have to wear a mask. That, that's mm-hmm. fucking bonkers. Yeah. So, whatever. <laughs> but but it's, di- it's different. I agree that you should not be able to tell me that what I can do with my body. But if that's going to be your argument, you can't also then flip sides for masks. Yeah. yeah. With, well, I, with the same ideology. I, There's yeah. differences between the two arguments. And they should be in different categories. But if you're going to use the same argument for both but flip sides that's different mm-hmm. yeah i, I guess this the whole thing with masks honestly is just 
basically the it's just American exceptional exceptionalism that has run its course. You know what I mean? Like it's Amer- it's the you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm only responsible for myself and my own actions. I like it's just it's that it's the individualism of America that just run amok because it's like people can't for a second take into account that they have to be responsible for what other people like for the for the health of other people. It's like, well, it's you know, the my body, my choice is assuming that the mask is protecting you from getting it. But that's not yeah. the case. The it's it's not a bulletproof vest. It's you not having a gun to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that's not a great analogy because I don't want to, I'm not trying to argue that nobody should have guns, but like, that's basically what you're saying. It's like, I should, I should, it's, it's not, it's people can't get it through their fucking dumb heads that it's not about you not getting the disease. Honestly, I don't give a shit if you get the disease. It's about you not giving it to anyone else. That's what's Mm -hmm. important here. And America has, we've, we have this culture of, I'm going to do it on my own. Everything for me. Uh, nobody else fucking matters but me, and this is just the—it's just this is what happens when that goes unchecked for two hundred years. And I'm not saying that individualism is a bad thing because generally it's great. But I, we we say this all the time on this show. It's basically do whatever the fuck you want as long as it's not affecting other people. And th- in this case, it is affecting other people, so you can't do whatever you want. <laughs> Yeah. Go yeah. beyond individualism and go to exceptionalism and that we think America is exceptional and really we fucking aren't in almost any category <laughs> except that yeah. we're dumb. That's probably yes. the only yeah. thing that we excel at is being dumb and like continuing to think that we're better but also prove that we absolutely are in literally yeah. every metric. Yeah, we do, uh, we do have the... Uh... I'm sure we'll... Yeah, oh, maybe we have the we have the uh, worst healthcare outcomes for a first world country. Heyo, <laughs> number one, baby. Number one, that being garbage. We did it. Get that, yeah. get that big green foam finger to replace your other finger, which has fallen off. But my <laughs> yeah, point because is, I of hope gangrene. And- <laughs> I, I think we'll eventually reach that point where we don't have to wear masks. I think it's going to take longer than it should because we're idiots. Yes, uh, and, and and I guess back to the original question of like. When it's safe to wear masks, who determines when it's safe? Are we going off the CDC guidelines? Are we going off of, well, well, this region is okay, this region is okay? Are we going off of my personal opinion? Like, I mean, it seems like it's fine. We have to set a benchmark for that. And clearly our benchmarks aren't working already, so... Mm-hmm. This is a good question by Emily. Nor- normal is doing a, a bit of work in this question because it's like normal is very subjective. Like, okay, is normal, everybody can go back out and do their jobs, but the virus is still out there and we don't have a vaccine or we have a vaccine, but it's not readily available. But my interpretation of normal is we have a vaccine. We've accounted for mutations in the virus. It's been a couple of years, you know, at this point. It's just another thing that we account for, like as an annual vaccine, the way we account for with the flu vaccine. Like we we mm-hmm. account for any changes with it. That's my definition of normal. And in that definition, I think, again, science willing, I would like to go back out, mask off, go to you know sporting events, go to concerts, go to you know weddings, uh, you know, go to the family gatherings without them. Uh, until we get there, I think it's going to be uh, unfortunately over a year of us wearing masks in public. Mm-hmm. So? Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, any other thoughts, or shall we move on? Masks. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, get, at least get some cool looking masks. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what get I tried to do. As soon as, on. Let's do it. As, mm-hmm. so, as soon as masks became uh, the the guidelines, I was like, I need to get some cool looking masks. But uh, what I want to push is when we do get to that point where masks aren't the norm, don't shit on people who still wear masks. Yeah, like, sure. like just. It's something they normally do in, in Asian countries. Just let it be a worldwide thing. If somebody feels comfortable walking outside wearing a mask, just let them. Like, it, co- it comes back to the same question that we had uh, a few episodes back of, like, what do you think about people wearing masks in their car? It's not doing anything to you. Fuck off. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Like, it, I I may not do it. Like, it's like, listen, I, don't, I might not get it, but look, if it makes you feel safer... If it's you're playing it safe and it's not bothering me, whatever. Um, the next question submitted by Donna Casnell: Would you donate a kidney to a family member or friend if you were a match? How about to a stranger? You guys, you got some kidneys? Ready to donate a kidney? <laughs> yeah, uh, y'all, got some, y'all got some kidneys? Yeah. I I don't know. I I can't say yes or no on this one. I'm just like. I'd probably be more likely if a family member came up, but if I found out that there was, like, someone who was really sick and needed a kidney, and I was, like, the only or closest match to them, it'd be like, I gotta, I gotta think about it, because, I mean, this, the award-winning Brose podcast is definitely gonna take a hit if I can't drink a full bottle of wine per session. <laughs> <laughs> That's more to do with your liver than a kid, your kidney. Yeah, I think you're like, fine still. Yeah. And your liver uh, regenerates, so you can take like seventy-five. You take like three quarters of your liver, donate it, and just be like, "Yeah, yeah." Get get to the gym, work that liver out, get it back up to one hundred percent, and then you'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I probably would. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I've, I've not really considered it. I'm, I'm an organ donor on my license, so you know when I finally bite it, uh, I will be more than willing to donate my organs to science, to other people's lives, things like that. Um, as far as while being alive, I don't, you know, I, I know there are health, there are some health complications that arise if you only have one kidney, but whatever. I mean, they're 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 remote, in my opinion, say, yeah, from my understanding of it. So, it, yeah, like they're they're they're, you, they're yeah. There's a reason. There's a reason you can safely donate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I, I probably would. My my grandfather when he was, gummies. I think my grandfather when he was in his like <laughs> early fifties, early to mid fifties, got he donated his kidney, and he's uh, almost seventy, and he's just kicking and living mm-hmm. life. So, yep, yeah, I'd probably Tim. be about it for for family, almost hundred uh, percent. For strangers, probably. God. I don't see why I would say no outside of like, hey, why are your kidneys bad? Oh, you're garbage to your body and you have terrible things that you have done nothing to change or correct or improve your well-being. No, I'm not going to give you a second chance of life because clearly you don't give a fuck. Mm. So that's the only reason that I would probably say no in either category. So I would want to know more. I wouldn't just blindly be like, toast. Go for it. So you want like an interview with this person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or like, yeah. I want your medical history and all this shit. Mm. Yeah. I So yeah, so I agree with my family 100%. And I think 
the stranger is a little bit more difficult because I feel like I would be like, am I a match for my family? And cause, cause God forbid something happens to them where they need a kidney and I've already given one away. Yeah. Ooh, like, I know this is, reasonable. this is a, yeah, this is a weird, Awkward. wild, ridiculous situation, but like, yeah, I think, I think altruistically I would give my kidney to a stranger in a second, but I think realistically, mm-hmm. I don't, I think it'd be such a, it'd be a really difficult decision. Cause it's like, I, I think I would in a perfect world where I know I'm not going to need that kidney for someone else who's like related to me. And I know it shouldn't really, it, in theory, it shouldn't matter that the person is related to me that I need to give them a kidney, but like it does. And cause I'm a person <laughs> and I care about my family. That's the way it works. That's the way yeah, it works. So, you're close to your family. That's the, that's just how things work in the world. Yeah. It's not like a blank slate. Like everybody is equally, I am Equally as invested for anybody to get my kidney would be a weird thing to think. Exactly. Uh, like, it'd yeah. be weird. But, uh, yeah. So I think we're all generally, you know, to varying degrees, we're on board with the idea of donating a kidney. Um, exactly. So, uh, y'all want to do it next week? Like, yeah. we'll just get to I only, get, need, get, I only need one. Get uh, together. I'm busy next week. Okay. I'll, I'll get you the week later. Yeah. Yeah. How about the week after? Yeah. Done. Done. Two weeks from now, the Brose podcast donates their kidneys. Uh, Live stream. <laughs> I, I may still be listening. <laughs> our next, our next question uh, is also submitted by uh, John Tursich. In Portland, the federal government is sending in federal agents in unidentifiable uniforms to abduct protesters. Why isn't this a bigger story? Yeah, I've this is a real that. thing. That, this is a real great thing question. Uh, <laughs> in, in federal agents in unidentifiable uniforms to abduct protesters. It, it, it's like you're being preyed upon, but you think it's like, oh my god, this person is doing this thing. It's like, oh no, it's just the government. It's like, so the government is trying to act like a predatory animal or like fucking criminal. So yeah. That's that's rough. I apparently have to replace the battery and warm my fire detectors. Um. <laughs> so, according to the BBC, a report. Uh, this is per the BBC. A report from Oregon Public Broadcasting contained detailed accounts of witnesses who had seen federal law enforcement dressed in camouflage emerge from unmarked vehicles, grab protesters without explanation, and drive off. Uh, this last week has seen a violent escalation between protesters and federal agents deployed two weeks ago by Mr. Trump to quell civil unrest. Um, since at least July 14th, OBP reports uh, or OPB reports, federal agents have been jumping out of unmarked vehicles throughout the city and grabbing uh, protesters seemingly without cause. So, uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he was present. No, it's pro- probably not. I, I feel like he might have had a, a I object uh, if, if that had occurred. An objection or two. Yeah, simply like, sir, I'd consider doing something different. Uh, yeah, this is that's fucking terrible. Uh, <laughs> that's I've I've got my reaction is it's terrible. Like this is abuse of power. To this me. sucks. It's this is so bad. It's so bad and fucked up. It's not. It's not even. It's like it is. This is absurd to a level that I I I don't. I can. It's hard to comprehend. Like I'm laughing. But it's not funny. It's it's so messed up. Well, it's not, like, but it's 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 messed up in like a dystopian like it's again not a funny situation. But it is comedic in how blatant it is at this point. Like it is just federal agents. It's 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 a bad movie. It is a bad yeah. movie. Like it's yeah. it's 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 the 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 secret police 
unmarked vehicles. Like uh, there's, there's always talk like the, the, the police are concealed in ways in the United States that are not uh, consistent. Like it's not, it's not the way it is in like Europe or other countries. They're much more concealed in the United States uh, and intentionally. So like hidden, you know, unmarked vehicles, things like that in, in other countries, there are very police cars are very easy to spot, excuse me, uh, easy yeah. to spot bright colors, uh, and the, because the goal is they're supposed to be assisting you. Uh, if you've got this kind of like, you know, clandestine shit going on and you're just, you know, no warrant, just taking people like it, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> That's so all I'm I got. Gonna, we're, 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 getting, we're getting closer and closer to Night Vale territory as every day passes right now. And it's it's not fun to think about. And it, yeah. And, like I'm shocked that this is the first time I'm hearing about this. So let me let me very quickly. I I want to read an account of what happened. This is from the Washington Post, and this guy named Mark Pettibone was a he's a 29 year old ve- demonstrator. Was very and excited to see Mark Pettibone's name in this uh, story that I was reading. <laughs> Pettibone. Yeah, so so he said that he was scared when men in green mid- green military fatigues and generic quote police unquote patches jumped out of an unmarked minivan. Early on Wednesday, Pettibone said that when several men in fatigues approached him, at fir- his fr- approached him, his first instinct was to run. He didn't know whether the police were they whether they were police or far right extremists who frequently don military like outfits and harass left leaning protesters in Portland. In his account, he said, "Oh, he said he made it about half a block before he realized there wasn't going to be no escape. Then he sank to his knees, hands in the air. I was terrified. It seemed like it was out of a horror sci fi, like Philip K. Dick novel." It was like being preyed upon. He was detained and searched. One asked him if he had any weapons. He didn't. They drove him to the federal courthouse and placed him in a holding cell, he said. Two officers eventually returned to read him his Miranda rights and asked if he would waive those rights to answer a few questions. He didn't. And then as suddenly as they grabbed him, they let him go. (laughs) And that's it. And then he left. So random guys in fatigues just picked him up off the street. It's so messed up. It is wild. And it is incredible that it's not a bigger story because it's just people getting their rights infringed. You know it's what I mean? St- like you don't just you can't just get picked up off the street. <laughs> like you no. can't, the federal government could be kidnapping people. This, you have this, the right this, to know what you're being charged with, and that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Or being and so, detained and it, for not yeah, necessarily charged with. Why am I being detained? Yeah, it says later that he doesn't know. He apparently hasn't been charged with anything, and you can't. I mean, it's. You can, I think you can be held for 48 hours yeah. before charges are brought to you. And Correct. so you, that's, 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 a, that's a thing in itself. But like the fact that you could in, you could be in a city protesting for protesting against police brutality and just picked up off the street. And this is like North Korea shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. like a lot of people like throw like the Nazis and like, you know, fascist stuff around, but this is like, like very, very at best fascist adjacent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like shaking hands with fascism. You can't just pick people up. <laughs> you can't it, just it, kidnap people. And even in that article, in that interview, he's like, I didn't know if they were right leaning or right wing extremists or anything like that. That's a legitimate fear. And that mm-hmm. happened. Uh, was it New Mexico? Where there was a uh, the like some some republic militia fucking mm. shot somebody and they were peaceful protesters they didn't mm. attack them they didn't do anything they were taking down a statue a confederate statue and somebody shot somebody 
I want to oh, yeah, say you, you, Mexico. I might be wrong. You guys, are, but it's like that. They were dressed probably exactly the same as these federal mm. officers with a shitty police patch on. Like you had guys roaming around Philly with like military grade weapons and you know camouflage and like guys who were posted up on top of a GameStop in I think it was Kensington. Uh, you know, there it's there's an absolute fear that if you have somebody in an unmarked vehicle who just has police or something like that written on their uniform that it could just it, that they have nothing to do with the federal government and you just got picked up by a bunch of, of yeah crazy alt-right people i have to imagine that mr pettibone was like i'm gonna die like it's just like mm. this is it like this is this is it i'm getting killed by fucking you know a bunch of fucking whack jobs with with military grade weapons like i cannot imagine how fucking scary that must be if they're getting out of minivans <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's wild. It's so bad. It should be. It's not a bigger story because I think there isn't, there isn't like, it's, I think it's honestly, I think it's too scary. Like, I think that's why it's not a bigger story. Cause it's, I, I don't think, I, I think it's so far past sensationalism in news reporting that it's not, it's not. I don't know. I think it's just people don't want to think about it. They're just like, this isn't really happening. That's crazy. There's an element of like, if you if you squint, you can look at it and be like, this is some conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you can squint and look at it and be like, okay, obviously this is terrible, but like that wouldn't happen here in the mm. United States. You know, that's, as you said, Sean, some North Korea shit. Um, and so it might just be implausible however uh in this in this article i'm reading customs and border patrol uh border protection confirmed that <laughs> at least one of the detentions was them uh so <laughs> they they straight up told them now they told it to the daily caller which is basically like the the, the carrying that water up and down the hill for agencies like cbp mm-hmm. um but they they told the daily caller that they had reason to believe that this individual, Mr. Pettibone, uh, had assaulted officers at the protests and vandalized federal property, so they quickly moved the suspect to a safer location for further questioning. But that doesn't matter. You can't just pick up people like that. No. You can't do that. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, if he assaulted officers, that's bad. That's a crime. Don't do that. But, like, you can't fucking kidnap people. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, no, sorry. If you want to arrest him and tell him we are arresting you for this and we are taking you to, mm. you know, we're taking you down to the station. Like, yeah, you know, take you down to the station and ask you some questions. Yeah. See, if you want to do that, then yeah, that's that's the way that the rule of law works in the United States. And you ask for an attorney when you abduct someone and put them in a van and take them to a random location for questioning. Uh, that's not due process. Uh, that's not re- that's not your <laughs> rights. Point where uh, rights read. Like, that's literally... Even in black bag situations, right, maybe not necessarily in black bag situations because they can pull the Patriot Act, which pretty much overrules. Well, that's the thing with Customs and Border Protection. This is a subgroup of of DHS, the Department of Homeland Security. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you have once you get like Homeland Security or like if you you could just start claiming domestic terrorism or something like that, you have a much broader playbook of uh, terrible shit at your disposal. There, yeah. There's there's still a reasonable like you need to be able to build up to that. You can't just like randomly like, nope, fuck it, Patriot, Patriot Act, which is what everyone thinks mm-hmm. and which could easily be abused, likely, but there is still a burden of, like, you at least need to prove you meet the circumstances of being able to utilize this thing. You would th- which people I would think that as well. Constantly, but... I would think that as well. I, I would think that, but, but I think also, 
if you have a federal agent coming and saying, well, we thought that they were assaulting federal uh, federal agents. We thought that they, this person was assaulting federal officers. Listen, it's it's not up to you or I to decide it. It's up to the discretion of the that, that's part of the problem with this self-policing stuff is like it's up to the discretion of, of CBP. What constitutes, you know, a, a terroristic threat or what constitutes a crime that could be, you know, you know, could be tried under the Patriot Act or tried under, you know, broader terrorism type of things. It's just wrong, man. It's just yeah, yeah. This, fucking is, wrong. This, is, this is a this is a serious yikes, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But I think it's but, probably but again, the best way to put it. Serious yikes. Yeah, but to to answer the question, I think Matt hit the nail on the head. Where it's so close to seeming like a conspiracy theory, that's why I think it's not a bigger story because it doesn't seem real. Because it's, it's just the American so Gestapo. Yeah, it's so like it's so scary, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, I think it's it, it's just it doesn't seem real. So I think and it, it's not, not happening. And it's not happening in like like Portland is not like a small city, but it is also not to the it's not as big. It's not Chicago. It is not New York. It is not Philadelphia. It is yeah. not like the level of metropolis. Yeah, it's possible that it gets tucked away because of that. So, yeah. Um. Anyway, it's it's fucking garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't don't s- fucking kidnap people. The federal don't, government. Don't. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> this one goes out to you, you Homeland Security. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this next question is from Emily Cooper. Uh, I believe this is a verbatim. I want to hear what they think about the reclamation and mainstreaming of women identifying as witches. <laughs> so, gentlemen, thoughts what? on the reclamation and mainstreaming of women identifying as witches? What? So there's uh, this there's a there's a move recently where a bunch of people, women, are now are are like identifying as witches in like you know they're performing like, like yeah like nature rituals reading tarot cards and i know for some people and this i for some people i don't want to out anybody but like they use those things as i i don't really know but I, I, like part of they use it to kind of make sense of what's going on in the world as kind of a like i think it's very empowering i guess you know like that's like i don't know mm-hmm. i honestly don't know i think i haven't it's 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 like a sense of spiritualism yeah amongst themselves and it, it helps them like i guess confirm like that yeah and every enough not everything's all right but i i like i'm not sure either and i'm kind of pulling some of that out my butt but uh it, I mean, you do you. I've always thought that, like, Wiccan were considered witches. And and that's where, like, I never thought it was an issue. And I never, like, I never turned around when I saw someone say, or heard someone say, like, oh, yeah, I'm a witch. I never was like, witches aren't real. I was like, oh, okay, Wiccan. It makes sense. But if it's a different terminology now... I, I I will understand it, and it's just it's it's your own personal beliefs, just as much as uh, Catholicism, Judaism, and, and and Muslim. 
I've I think I've only known one person. Uh, well, I think I only know, have known one person who's identified as like Wiccan or or and I don't think it was a bit blatantly. Like she was going around like I'm a witch, I'm a witch, etc. Uh, you know, I, it was just was you one know of my ex girlfriends. It was not. It's oh, not. Well, then you know too. God damn it. Uh, so, uh, and I know exactly which one it is anyway. So, um, so no, so the one person, uh, that, that I'm referring to, uh, was somebody who was, uh, raised uh, quite religiously. And so, but perhaps to your point, Rich is, it seems like a natural transition of like, Hey, I want to engage in some sort of spirituality, but I've grown further away from the church or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I can easily see that. Um, I, I don't know. Like it's, I don't think that n- Look, I, I don't think that necessarily says anything about your character or your mental state or your intelligence or anything like that. If you believe that you're a witch or you identify as a witch or something like that, fine. Like, you know, if that's just something you do, I don't perhaps I just don't know enough about it to, to make a, a solid claim on it. Um, but again, it's it's like it's it's like everything else we talk about on the show. If it is something yeah. that you are doing that you enjoy, it brings you joy or brings you peace or brings you some sort of calm and you are not impacting adversely impacting the lives of those around you um fine i I don't have a greater sociological i think the the only sociological point i think i could make on this or why it's happening like why you know it's become mainstream is just a lot of weird shit is mainstream now like it's (laughs) it's it's, it's just a lot of stuff that was considered on the fringes of like popular culture is now just right there in the middle now it's easy for people to engage in in sort of the 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 darker less less traveled corners of of culture yeah. and uh so I, I, that's all i can say on that so so i just did some cursory research very quick mm-hmm. uh and it seems like uh this is a uh women identifying as witches now is about being a feminist but with like a little bit extra empowerment because a lot of the witches who were burned in America and other places were like single women who were like speaking out of turn. And it was like, Oh, they have the devil in them because they don't want to get married. You know what I mean? It was like that kind of stuff. And so it's just an extension of, it seems like for some women, it's an extension of that. It's like, and like Richie, uh, Richie said, it's, it's has that spiritualism factor. So it's just, I think it's just, it's just like this extension of empowerment feminism where it's like, this was a group of women who were, literally murdered for just being, you know, having a voice basically. And, you know, so they're reclaiming that now. And I think that's fine. You know, that's, you're not hurting anyone. Well, for having a voice and for not, for not floating in water, Sean, like, you know, and, and, you know, however many rocks or whatever. Yep. Sorry. Uh, There was that one guy. Uh, But I, I think, um, yeah, not all men are, which is, I think there was a, uh, it is, I think if that, if that, as a woman, if you identifying as a witch helps you connect with something bigger than yourself and also makes you feel powerful, fucking great. You deserve mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's pretty much my take on any religion is that that part exactly right there is if this helps you feel connected to something greater than yourself to better yourself, fucking own it. Mm-hmm. And I love you for it. And, and, yeah, that, that's it. And I, I guess my big thing is, is, like, uh, is this suddenly mainstream? Because I have so many people in my social media circles that it's just like this. This has been their thing for years. So I, mm-hmm. I to me, I'm like tone. I don't want to say tone deaf to it. Um, it's normalized 
to me. Yeah. So yeah. I had an ex-girlfriend who's like, I'm Wicca. I'm like, fine, whatever. You're At that point, I was like, you're seeking attention, which is weird because she probably was, but at the same time, it should have been more of a, like, fine, whatever. You believe that this is a thing for you, and this makes you comfortable, and this gives you that uh, peace of mind. I, I should honor that, and I didn't at that point, and she isn't Wiccan at this point. But whatever, that doesn't matter. Yeah, um, you gr- you grow up. You get a, you 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 grew up since then. The craft is a great movie, but you're not going to do fucking magic. And I, I think that's <laughs> the that's the big thing that people push back on is because from them being little, all they know about witches is like evil and magic and this that and the other thing. And when you go to the grassroots of Wicca. It, it, it is just like the empowerment of nature being in tune with everything and just not being garbage is yeah. kind of what it comes down to. But it was largely a female movement. So it's women's empowerment. I, I get it. I love it. Power to you. And having that base of just something that gives you that, that, that backbone or that if you're in a uh any sort of emotional turmoil or having trouble you have that that fallback or that safety net of like this makes me feel safe and this is powerful is awesome and honest and in my opinion i'm not religious by any means that but i'm jealous of that aspect because Mm -hmm. i don't have that because i'm not religious and i don't have any sort of faith of that nature I'm jealous of that. Like, and Martha, if I, Martha and I have had discussions about this. I've had discussions with other people. It's like, I wish I had that safety net. Because in my darkest times, it's just like, well, that's it. Mm. Oops. <laughs> well, it's so, been real. So that's awesome. So, like, power to you. You do you, boo boo. And that's it. Yeah. 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 What are you going to yeah. do? What are you gonna do? It's about all. About all. I'm. I'm. I'm able to contribute. I think. Do you guys have any other uh, thoughts on the witchcraft? Yeah. No. I. Th- I mean, it's. I. Think the it's, witchcraft. It's great. I. I, th- yeah. I think we covered it the best we could. And uh, this is from Emily, right? Who? Yeah. Brought this. Emily, if we didn't cover it the way that you were expecting, email us again, and we'll tackle it later on. Candles but I feel like cool. we. Yeah, or right. if we, we nailed our, it, we just send an email that's limited knowledge, which is what we do most of the time. Yeah. 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 And conversely, if we nailed it, just write an email that says, Dear bros, you nailed it. You done um, did sincerely, it. Sincerely, <laughs> E. Cooper. Yeah. Um, next question comes from John Tursich. What five covers do you think are better than the original? We've done do this five. question, but we only had to pick one. Let's do five together. That's, I don't, if I don't any of you having... say Weezer's Africa, I'm going to just end our, our <laughs> thing right Fine, now. fine. It'll be Weezer's No Scrubs. Um, okay, so uh, I'm gonna. Oh, I guess. Sound of Silence. The sound of. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Sound that's not better than Let's, the original. Oh, fuck we, you. Yeah, it is. We can. So Ow. I think I think what we should do, each pick one, and then we'll, we'll come together for the fifth. So four plus one. Each pick one, and we'll fight about everything. Yeah, and then we'll fight. And then we'll fight. Because it's going to be a long time if yeah, we each try to pick. It if is. it's 20 songs, that's too many. So you, so Tim picked uh, "Disturbed Sound of uh, Silence." Wait, wait, is, wait. I no, think... I didn't know that was my pick. I just thought we were okay. Each other. Okay, okay. Then yeah, I picked pick "Land one. of Confusion." Well, that is good. That's good too. So uh, the, the disturbed cover of "Land of Confusion." Same correct? band, different song. Right. Um. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh. the obvious one that keeps jumping to mind for me is Smooth Criminal by Alien Anfarm. Uh, that's such a good pick. I'm going to pick Hurt by Johnny Cash. Oh, great, that's great, good. great pick. That's that's his version. The the Nine Inch Nails version is fine, but his version is so powerful. Like it hits me so hard every time. It makes me want to cry. It's, it's so visceral. It, it, it just like grabs you by the throat or grabs you by the heart and just tears you apart. It is yeah. It's so good. It's um. I'm feeling it right now thinking about it. I'm gonna pick Paul McCartney's version of Live and Let Die. Wait, that's wait it's, it's, that. I'm, I'm maybe, uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm okay. joking. I I know that. Obviously, you want the Guns N' Roses one. No, no, I don't want the Guns N' Roses one. Uh, my my legitimate pick is uh, Dragon Force's cover of uh, "My Heart Will Go On." All right, all right, I'll deal with that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, so that's four. Um, we got one more. Um, I like Sixpence None the Richer's cover of Don't Dream It's Over by Something House. Crowded House is the original. It's like, die now, hey now, oh. don't dream it's over. What about Joker and the Thief? Is that a cover? Wait. Joker and oh, the Thief? That's a Wolf song. Mother song, right? What? Joker and the Thief is a Wolf Mother song, right? No. Joker and the Thief in the Night. Oh, that was Wolf Mother. Anyway, all right. So, so you were—it's it, not the one you were thinking of. Um, all along the Watchtower, the, the the one that used to be some old yeah. white dude, and then it, it was, uh, being, it was uh, Bob Dylan. It was Bob Dylan covered by Hendrix. Hendrix yeah, some old white dude. That's what good. I said. <laughs> <laughs> good pick. Good, good pick. I like that one. Okay, okay. Any other suggestions, or is that a solid five? I could, I can deal with all along the Watchtower. It's, it's yeah. It's probably maybe the best cover of all time. It's a very, very good cover. So yep. we've got All on the Watchtower. We've got uh, the sound, not the sound signs, Atlanta Confusion. Uh, My Heart Will Go On, uh, Smooth Criminal. And what was the first one you said, Sean? Hurt. Hurt, that's right. The Johnny Cash Hurt version. That's good picks. We'll have to add For my birthday, we been... had a small karaoke party, and that was the first song that popped up. And I was like, I'll do it. And they're like, this is sad. I was like, listen, I didn't pick it. It just popped up. <laughs> You can change it, but I'm going to kill this song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, We'll have to update the uh, official Brose playlists. Yeah, how long has it been since we made the Brose playlist? We need to make a 2K21, right? It's not quite a year yet. I think it's going to be a playlist of the end of the world. (laughs) It's just 30 or 40 versions of End of the World as we know it by R.E.M. Yeah, lots of uh, with a little of bit calamity. of land of confusion in there. Like I think that fits. Yeah, <laughs> true. Rich people just being rich and uh, making money off of war—that makes sense. Too many men. Uh, our last question is from Brian Everett. Love to hear from Brian. Uh, should companies and restaurants be allowed to donate lunch or services to police departments? See almost every single South Jersey Police Department's Facebook page after Wawa Hoagie Day. And uh, Brian includes a screenshot of Cherry Hill Police Department's Facebook page saying, Yesterday was Wawa Hoagie Day. Thank you, Wawa, for your generous donation of hoagies to our officers. We appreciate your continued support. This was uh, a day uh, day ago. Uh, It was within the last 24 hours. So So should Um, they be allowed? Should they be allowed to donate food or services to police departments? Why not? 
I, I guess that's my big thing, is you can donate to whoever you want, you just have to deal with the social, public, or optic out, uh, fallout of whatever you have decided to donate to. That's the point of a donation. You can't, I mean, except for, like, political campaigns where there are laws and this, that, and the other thing. Like, you can't tell me I can't donate to a cause, or I can't donate to these people who we feel are in need. You just have to deal with the fact that, like, Oh, cool! You support you support Blue Lives Matter. Fuck you! You've lost all my business, and that's it. Yeah, that's I, the interesting thing is because you're donating to ostensibly an arm of the government, so it's not a political party, but you are ostensibly donating to like a government agency. So I, I here, here's what I say: like, if you were donating to like a fire department, you know, it wouldn't be the, the reason this is an issue is not because it is a government agency; it is because of the last, you know six to eight weeks and really the last couple of decades if we're being serious um it's because of that all all of the stuff that's been going on um i i i tend to agree with you tim but i i'm curious to hear what sean has to say about this because i i heard you about to chime in so i think i think you're right you should be able to donate to whomever but i think when it comes to the police it gets a little bit more murky because the line between a the line between a donation and a bribe is very is kind of icky because it's the police i think and i know i know it's like this is kind of a it's kind of a reach to be like well now the police are good but let's say that that was my question is like specific to wawa like what would wawa benefit from donating it's like wawa donates donates hoagies and then you have you have a police presence at Wawa and not other stores. All right, I'll, you know I'll what give I mean? you first-hand knowledge. The police don't give a fuck about Wawa. They just enjoy the free coffee. So that that that's that. Yeah, I'll but I but I'm day. saying like, but I'm saying that's <laughs> that's. I think that's the argument that you would make is like, what's the difference? It's or the if Wawa, or if some, or if some shit was going down at Wawa at a specific Wawa, like maybe oh maybe there was a Wawa where like I don't know some shady shit's going on in the back room. You say, hey, remember all those free hoagies? Let's just let this go. You know what I mean? Like, I think okay. I think when it comes to the police, I, and I, I think it's valid to be like, donate to whomever you want, but I, I think that's where the question's coming from. It's like, should you be allowed to donate stuff to the police? Because it's there are people who need to be completely impartial and treat everyone the same. And I think it becomes a little bit harder. Like, I, I am not allowed to accept gifts at my job where I have no impact on anything. You know what I mean? Like I'm not allowed to get gifts from my clients. So it's like, why should the police be any different? And I think it's, it's, this is also a a very heavy time to ask this question because there's so much going on Mm -hmm. with regards to the police. But I think in general, I, I would, I would argue that you shouldn't donate to the police because of that. I don't think, I don't think, I want to be clear that I'm not saying that the police don't deserve things because they are the police in this instance, but I'm saying that I don't think, I think donating things makes things, it's very murky, basically. It's such a gray area. I think it's safer not to, I don't think, but I mean, Mm -hmm. again, it's, it's Wawa's, Wawa's allowed to, you know, you're allowed to, if that's what you want to do, that's what you're going to do. And like Tim said, if you're like supporting Blue Lives Matter or whatever, like, you just don't get my business. Or whatever. 
that kind of comes into the optics. And I understand the argument of, uh, like, you, you can't accept gifts from your customers even if you're not giving them pre preferential treatment. Like, mm -hmm. most companies have some sort of, uh, I can't remember what that clause is actually called. Or that yeah, there's law. a rule. There's, there's like, like a rule. You can't even have the appearance of impropriety. Yeah, yeah but, but the, there's a, it's in every, almost every company's, like, thing. Like, when I was inventory manager at Wawa, like, I couldn't accept stuff from the hers guy. I did. Mm. That's besides the point. But <laughs> it's not that I gave the hers guy more more business. It, it's just like, hey, I have this bunch of shit that I'm literally going to take and throw out. You want it? I'm like, yo, there's a Super Bowl party coming up. I'm just going to leave my trunk unlocked and you can throw that in it. it Mm -hmm. Still technically <laughs> illegal, and I get that, and I'll admit that. Fine, whatever. Take me to court. Fuck it. I, I will go to court for seven bags of Doritos. Fuck it. Um, so back to the police, Tim. <laughs> but but I, I guess my point is there, there's a direct customer to seller relationship and why that would be considered impropriety or illegal or anything of that sort. Whereas Wawa to police, there is no direct... Mm -hmm. There's no direct correlation between why that would be inappropriate or illegal or anything of those lines. I guess that would be my only discernation. But you still have the optics of literally everything you just said, which I mm. completely agree with. It's like, yeah, we're going to give you free hoagies. Like, maybe, like, watch my story a little bit. Yeah, there's, a, there's it's not a direct thing. Happen, but it looks like it might as yeah. as the because the cops are like public servants essentially like in in theory they are they are they are here to serve the public, serve and protect blah 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 but they are they are there to serve the communities that they that they work in and so you're you're donating to a public servant at that point yeah um there's not a direct like you said Tim there's not a direct customer client relationship thing but it is you know I I can sort of see how you you wind up getting to like a like a mafia style like. You know, not, not then we can talk. That's, about a, that's a little bit. That's a little bit dark. We can talk about all that, and that's almost the same fucking thing, it, except it's not. We're going to protect you in the public eye. This is we're going to protect your job, or this thing that you think applies to your job. I, I, like Sean said, it's murky. There is no specific line. There's optics that look fucking terrible, but. At the same time, if you apply it to a similar situation, it might not be. Whatever, I'm drunk. I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> Rich, Rich, jump in here. What do you think? So remind me real quick of the question: Was it should companies donate or should police accept donations? It should, should companies and restaurants be allowed to donate. Should companies and restaurants be allowed to donate lunch or services to police departments? They use Wawa okay. as Brian used Wawa as an example, but it yeah. could be anything. So. Should should companies and such be allowed to donate services like food and things? Yeah, sure. Like, uh, uh, be it as you may, like whatever your feelings toward cops are right now, like they they do do a job that is pretty difficult, and <laughs> and and like, nice. <laughs> like yeah, if if a company like Wawa wants to pay homage to something that that not every person uh, uh, does, like, sure, let them donate their hoagies on Hoagie Day or whatever. But I don't think the police as a government organization should be allowed to accept it because it is basically a bribe. 
Like I... it, this is this is a topic that's even discussed in uh, Parks and Rec in one of the earlier first first or second season episodes. Leslie opens up a a gift bag that had wine in it that was twenty five over twenty five dollars. Government uh, government servants are not allowed to accept a gift quote gift of of something above twenty five dollars. Because it's considered a bribe, and you're taking in the bribe to, 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 to provide services for later, and that's like that's the way I see it. When companies like when I worked at McDonald's, and my owner, or not owner, but my store manager told me, anytime a cop comes, they get free coffee, they get free food, I wouldn't do it because I'm like that's just a that's for that's basically telling them to come here, and you're going to get free food, and we're going to lose money on it, and b that's like oh, just take care of me if something happens. It's like, no, your job is to take care of me if something happens, whether I give you food or not. So, like, it, it, is it the company, it, it, should the companies be allowed to donate, in my opinion? Sure. But I don't think those organizations and police organizations should be allowed to accept it. Yeah. I, I think there's, I think it's, like Matt said, they're public servants and there has to be a line. So, like, in the same way that I would, I think it's improper for Wawa to donate to, like, their city councilman or their mayor or whatever, like, because they, because just be, because on the off chance that they like want a diff, like the franchise owner wants to open another one in a, on a lot that's not like zoned for commercial use or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just because I, I just feel like there has to be a line somewhere. And I think of cops the same way I think of, you know, local government could, because they are part of local government. That you just you just kind of have to draw a line. I think I do think Tim's right. It's murky, and if they want to do it, I don't think they shouldn't. And I think they have you know cops have a difficult job or whatever. And if you if you think that you want to you know give them food for doing that difficult job, then that's great. But uh, I I think it's it's a hard line. And and for me, it's like I just I think you shouldn't just because. It's it's a weird. It the optics are bad. I also but, think that there is a difference specifically between like the Richard you alluded to that Parks and Rec episode. Uh, I think there is also a difference between okay, you're buying lunch for the police department, or you're you're giving the police commissioner two tickets to the opera. Like I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's an element of power to donating to you know somebody with a specific level of authority in a department or in a in a government agency or in a you know whatever. There's specific power to donating to that. If you're donating to the whole department. Listen, like, yes, the police hold a very specific role as public servants in society. They hold a very specific role in law enforcement. They're work. They're generally working, you know, middle class kind of jobs. Like they're not. They're not getting paid an exorbitant amount of money. Um, which mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, there's there could be an argument to be made that if you pay people more, that you could qualify, you get more qualified people to be cops, and you wouldn't deal with the absolute shitbags that we get sometimes in the police force. But that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> um, ultimately, I think uh, like. Wawa donates hoagies to a police department. I think there is a potential for impropriety there, but I I think ultimately that just is seen as like, hey, listen, Wawa for you know they believe that they're they're seen as an institution in that community. You know, they're just doing something nice for a couple of of, of cops. I think it gets murkier when you start talking about donating to people who have a little bit more authority in those departments, because mm-hmm. then it's like those are the decision makers, those are the power players you know, that, that kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah. It's, and then we get into conversations about, um, 
at what point is it still lobbying for the favor of whatever? Are you a professional lobbyist? Are you just like, I'm one person who wants to donate a shit ton of money for this? Or am I donating sandwiches that to the company cost like, cool, we donated these 300 hoagies? That's like 100 bucks, maybe, hmm. yeah. out, of their, out of their bottom line. But they're going to be like, oh... And you can look at it as, oh, well, at market cost of what this a customer would pay for this, blah, 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 it would be like seven times that, whatever. So at, at, what point is, uh, at what point is it professional lobbying versus just I want to do a nice thing? Where is that hard line? How do you define that hard line? And yeah, it's just, it's just awkward. It's murky. It's weird. If you but I'd to rather the somebody donate food than donate hard cash. Because yeah. donating food is yeah. like, cool, I had lunch today. Versus donated cash is like, we're going to use this on whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, that mm. that's my common practice as well, is I, I will not donate cash. Or I will prefer not to donate cash. And I would rather donate a like something like donating blood, donating food for a food drive, donating toys rather than cash. Because I don't know where the cash is going to go. Yeah. yeah, like I even a homeless dude on the street, I refuse to give anybody money ever at any point. Even if you're like, dude, I'm just gonna buy whiskey with it. It's like, fine, I'm glad you're honest with me, but I'm not gonna give you money for it. And I I have walked into Lama with somebody begging for money. I was like, hey, I won't give you money. I will buy you a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, but I don't want a sandwich. I was like, well then, fine, you're fucked. You're asking for money for food. I'm offering to buy you a sandwich, and you're saying no. That's your problem now. Yeah. And and then there's other people that's like, yeah, that that's fantastic. And they're like, oh, I'm throwing this gum, and I'm like, mm, fuck it, that's fine. It's gum. It's a dollar seventy six. I don't care. And cops and I've had cops in Philly be like, dude, he's here all the time. And I was like, that's fine. I'm feeding him a sandwich. I'm not giving him money. I'm not doing any of this other shit. What's he gonna do? Sell a sandwich for seven dollars? That he big big sandwich trade, like <laughs> sandwich sandwich resale market, sandwich that's, black market. That, that's my point. Yeah. Is you can put in liquid assets, <laughs> or you can give him something that he can only use. The- You're right. I I think there's there's also it's also a little bit bothersome to me because I feel like sometimes I feel like cops expect that kind of treatment. And I don't think they should because they're just doing a job. Uh, unless Agreed. We are going to expand that to other professions like teachers and even postal workers, things like that. How about what's going on with the post office? That's crazy, too. Holy fuck, right? I know, right? Let's. Was that the last question? <laughs> That's a whole Where are we at? It, it sure is if you've got a post office take, Sean. No, I don't have a post office take, but I do have a hot take. All right, get in there. We got a hot take. We got some sob stories. So here's the thing. Why the fuck? Did no one tell me about using microfiber towels in the fucking kitchen? You didn't know? What? No, I fucking didn't. I had these gross, terrible towels that I would use. They were like the ones, they're like either those white ones with the two stripes on them for some reason, or they're these gross, like they're these like really hard hand towels that you can use for like one dish and then they're wet and just move water around. Why did no one tell me? That microfiber towels 
are so fucking useful. You know why we started using them? Because I fucking bought some. Because I was like, how do I keep my Frisbees dry when it's dewy outside? And someone was like, use microfiber towels. And then we didn't have a clean towel, but I had bought this giant box of them from Amazon for like $5. And then we used it in the kitchen. I'm like, oh my God, this is the driest fucking dish I've ever had in my goddamn life. What? We are failing our children. We should teach you (laughs) in school. I'm so upset about this. We should tell kids how to do their fucking taxes and that you should use microfiber towels in the kitchen because they fucking dry shit unlike anything else. Have you ever had a dry dish? No, because you're not using fucking microfiber towels. I love this take. I'm not going to lie. This is such a spicy take right now. Listen, guys. If all of you knew about this, Fuck you. I, 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 <laughs> I, I did it. Tell me. <laughs> Alright, wait, wait, wait. I have, I have some follow-ups on this. So my my experience with microfiber towels is uh, they're great for wiping out paintball goggles. Uh, when, <laughs> <laughs> like, because they dry it out real quick. Yeah. The biggest issue with microfiber towels is depending on... Is it's a very like blanket statement? Like this is microfiber. This is microfiber. Yeah. Not all microfiber is the same. That's true. A lot of them are actually like you wash them one or two times, and it's like cool. Anything that was useful has been washed out. And is now polluting everything in the fucking environment, and now they just are just as shitty as any other towel you've ever had. Mm. Um, this is true. So you have that issue. So the environmental impact. The usefulness impact for me, my biggest issue is I have dry ass fucking hands. If I pick <laughs> up a, if I pick up a microfiber towel, it's like, why is it sticking to my fingers? <laughs> I I didn't pick it up. I just touched it, and it's sticking to my middle finger. What is this garbage nonsense? A cloth Nito, Magneto for cloth. It's it sucks. Like we, because <laughs> I bought a couple, and I was like, "This is gonna be a great idea." And I used it once. I was like, "I'm never touching this towel again." Fuck this towel. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's me. I listen. I we bought a bunch, and it's do they like so a nickel? We, yeah, that's the they're thing. So is cheap. That we were using. I think so. We were using. I was using paper towels because the because dish towels that you buy, like the decorative ones, they don't do shit. And so I was using, I was using, I was using paper towels to get stuff clean. And so you're throwing away so many paper towels. So I have to assume that even if there is some, there there is definitely an environmental impact to using microfiber towels versus paper towels. But I have to assume that it's less than throwing away half a roll of paper towels every time I do the dishes because I have to put shit away. You know what I mean? Like even when I take, you take shit out of your dishwasher, it's not fully dry. Sometimes you have to dry it off, but even using, even when with that little bit of moisture using the dish towels that you get in the, you know, the pretty ones, they just, they don't freaking work. Uh, I hate it. Microfiber towels. The only real drawback I've, I've seen is they, they do collect, um, like Dust. debris a little bit more. So you'll get like, if you're like, they'll, they, because we have two dogs, they'll have some dog hair. But I would rather have a tiny bit of dog hair on my dish than it be fucking so wet when I put it away because I can't freaking dry it. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, fucking microfiber towels, buy some. They're like two fucking cents for I, real. I'm so mad because one of the towels we got from uh, the bridal shower is like the best dish, wa- like dish drying towel I've ever mm. had. 
It is fucking phenomenal, and they don't make it anymore. We asked for three, we got one, and I can't buy the other two that I want, and it sucks. So I just I just want to ask: Do you guys not just air dry your dishes? It's not time for that, Rich. That's the thing, is that I put them in the dishwasher, and they come out, and I had to put them away, because we have four people in this freaking house who use dishes, and I have to I have to do I have to do a fucking full load of dishes all the goddamn time, every single fucking day. So I'm pulling stuff out that I doesn't have time to air dry, or I can't make dinner for the night, because I don't have any freaking plates. So I have to do it before it air dries, and also... Some of the stuff, like Alice's plates and some of the cups I have, you know, you can't put them in the dishwasher, so you have to wash them right there. And then I don't want to just leave them out. I want to put them away. Like, we have those things that you put on the ground that are, like, bar, the bar little pads. A a dish rack? No, like, it's like a a cloth. It's not cloth, but it's like a... Like, kind of like a memory foam thing that you put down and you put things It's like a bath mat for your dishes. Exactly. And but we have those, but listen, there. we don't have time to air dry. We are a fucking at-the-on-the-move family. Okay. That's, I barely that's get all. by with just me and Martha with that kind of mat, and, like, so adding any additional person is like, fuck no, we can't do yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, but, so, my take is, uh, fuck the, uh, the education system for failing me and not telling me that I should be drying shit with microfiber towels all this fucking time. Caliento takes. Yeah. How, uh, I'm on board. Caliente. I'm on board with this muy caliente. It's muy the caliente. I needed in my life. Yeah, why are you telling me it's only for fucking cars? Why are you telling me it's only for cars? It's not only for cars, it's for cars and dishes. <laughs> cars, and frisbees. dishes, frisbees. Cars, right, dishes, frisbees. damn well, please. <laughs> and paintball masks. People want to keep up. People want to see your uh, running journal of when you've been using your microfiber towels, Sean. Where can they find it on Twitter? <laughs> At hey, it's sob. Uh, how about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hanson. And how about you, Rich? At b underscore walnuts. You can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast, of course, is available at brose underscore podcast on Twitter or on Facebook at brose podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. Uh, you can find her work at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. Rich, what's going on with PodQuest? Uh, come check out PodQuest, a nerdy roundtable, where we talk about that week's ner- uh, nerdy news and shit. Um, don't really know what's going on, because uh, there's probably not going to be much news uh, uh, at this point. Um, when is your Madden that? ratings reaction show? Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have them. I think you do on your show. Uh, very, very, very unlikely. Uh, I don't think I don't think any plays Madden actually. But uh, but we <laughs> if we if we did talk about it, we'd be talking about it on the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast uh, with my good friend Eddie Provident, uh, where we talk about sports primarily focused on Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, the Keystone State. Um, in our most recent episode, we discussed the uh, the comebacks of the uh, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and the National Basketball Association. 
um, and uh, we discuss how we think each of our teams is going to do and how we'll be uh, how our teams will be. Yeah, listen, we're from P- Philly and Pittsburgh. We talk mostly about how our teams are going to be screwed by these formats. Um, so, do, do you guys also remind Sean to play his Madden game? No, no. Although Sean no, did get a little reprimand this this morning. I did. <laughs> Sean, I did Sean got, wake up. Sean got tut tutted this morning for not playing his Madden game. Uh, tut-tut, so. Sir. He did. Yeah, this is the exact verbiage was uh was uh Sean tut tut sir your game <laughs> must be complete. Uh, I said, sim me baby. Sim my game. Like playing it. We just cranked it up to all Madden. Uh, kicking is, kicking is very hard. Uh, <laughs> Team auto draft and auto play. Go. Yep. <laughs> Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Ciao. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moose team. My name is Matt Kesnell, reminding you, Sean, to play your game. <laughs> <laughs> and to be smart about being stupid. Bye. Bye. I don't want to.